0: This is a Media 8 production. This podcast may have explicit themes and swearing and may not be suitable for children.
1: The first beer goes down easy. It's bubbly, it's sweet, tickles the back of your throat.
0: The second beer is starting to enjoy it. You kick back, getting a bit more relaxed. But it's the third beer, Brett. It is. It's the third beer there where you hit that vibe, a certain mellowness comes
1: over. It's a golden light nectar, I would describe. The pub turns into a very happy place and you've hit that spot that's just right.
0: And our third beer is a special guest each week that we get to interview and have a chat to, not only about the beer, but also about life and other stuff that men don't talk about. I'm Brett McCallum. I'm Chris Dixon. And we'd like to talk about the third beer how are you? you doing? How's your week been? Mate, flood out, flood out. Flood out? You're looking a bit stressed.
1: Stressed? I oh, know, stressed, Look busy. You're tired. looking t- oh, tired, isn't it? Oh yeah, had a couple of big days. Oh okay. really? That's alright, you know, that's good. That's awesome. up at 5.15 today to uh, facilitate my second yoga Healthy uh, Lifestyles Club. So, How'd you uh, go with your first one, mate? It was uh, it was an interesting experience. Got some good feedback. And yeah. uh, round two today, so it did better. And did you do enjoyed. it different today than you did the other day? Yeah, I think I, uh, you know, uh, personalised it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I off my training. You know, you're a bit, <coughs> excuse me, a bit rigid, bit structured yeah. about how things are supposed to process. So I loosened up today, and uh, tomorrow next week will be a good one. Did some headstands today with the crowd, which is nice. uh, good. Yeah, Marco, and could
0: they do them as well. Oh, Marco got up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he kind of got there. Uh, the others was just training, get some uh, shoulder strength and neck strength, so they can uh, learn how to do it. So
0: that's awesome, mate. Yeah, you look so happy you. when you talk about that stuff. Mate, it's good.
1: good you're stuff. loving
0: it. i love it. Well, mate, well, I've had one of the best weeks of my life. Holy crap, what happened? Yesterday, I got to meet the man, Gary Vaynerchuk, my hero, my Oprah. Your Oprah. My Oprah. Mate, I was so excited. And we're going to talk a bit about that today.
1: Right.
0: But, mate, today, I brought a guest in, completely different than what we normally have. Okay. Mate, this is one of my favourite humans on the planet. I don't say that lightly. He's like a brother from another mother. He's helped me through so much shit. And he is just an all-round great bloke. His name is Greg Probilski. And you're going to hear a little bit about his story. But what I wanted to do today was mix it up a little bit. Have I heard about Greg before? No, Greg was on Awesome Humans once before. Is this the guy that you had to text once? He is the guy I had to text Ah, once. At the the same time, when I was crook and that bloke that come to visit me in hospital, he's the man. He's the man. He's the guy. He is. So i would just get mixed up a bit today because, like, You know, the other person I'm really into at the moment is Mark Manson from The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Well, yes. So one of the things I learned yesterday at this conference was Gary Vaynerchuk's up on stage, he's saying all this stuff, and I thought, why don't we have a little chat about what they were talking about and get your opinion, get Greg's opinion, see how we go. What do you reckon? You're going to theme the conversation. No, no, I'm going to throw something out there. All right. And then get opinions back. I like it. That's what okay. we do, isn't
1: it? Let's talk about the beer then. It doesn't sound too radical. It's kind of what we normally do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I just thought it would be a no, bit no, radical. Worrisome. Mate, worrisome. so
0: there's nothing written on this bottle, so I thought I'd make up the story, okay? There was a little man named Heine. 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 And he went around going, oh, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. So then he created Heine Can. See so what I did there? Nice. Bought out a beer, one of the biggest beers in the world, but then he bought out his little brother, number three. So today we've got Heineken 3, which is a mid-strength lager. Lower calories, lower carbs, great taste. Heineken 3 has on average 38% less calories and 44% less carbs than a full-strength Big Brother Heineken. That's beautiful. And the thing is, I'm in the middle of my eight-week challenge. I remember. So uh, I'm thinking I have a little bit of a touch. (laughs) I saw a picture of you on Instagram today. Did you? You're looking pretty good. Mate, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm down eight and a half kilos in a week. Wow. I did fat load and put on six before we started. Well, let's not get into the
1: ethics. But let's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But I did find out that one of the other boys had lost twelve because he drank ten litres of water before weighing.
1: Oh, you didn't lo- you didn't water load? I thought you would. I water loaded
0: load. a little bit. I didn't ten litre water load. Fuck! I couldn't do that. Anyway, it's got to hold on tight. So let's see. I reckon it's a twisty. You reckon it's a twisty? Oh no, no it's not. <laughs> Hang on. Not a hoiney. There we go. That was really. Yeah, yeah, the Germans warm, only do uh, real ones, don't they? Dutch, Dutch is it? Dutch, Huggies, yeah. Oh, there we yeah. go. So, oh, go on, Greg. Good... You're going to be a better opener than us because that was really, really crap. I reckon,
2: yeah, yeah, I did, no, put I'll, it, yeah. I'll, I'll make a mess if I, There we oh, go.
0: Oh, there we go. Cheers, boys. Ding, ding. Thank you. Cheers, brother. All right, mate. So uh, there we go. <sighs> that tastes good, eh? That's a good. That's a good golf beer. Hmm. We'll talk about that more later. Cheers, a good beer. So, Mr. Brabilski, welcome. Thanks so much for coming in at Late Notice, mate. Much appreciated. Good to be here. Well, um, mate, one of the things that we do at the start of this is, obviously, Chris doesn't know who you are. Chris and I met a long time ago now. Chris helped me a lot uh, from a psychology point of view. Um, He's now my partner in crime on this uh, amazing podcast that'll soon be sponsored maybe by Heineken. Heineken. There you go. Heineken for a sponsorship. I actually hit the bloke up at BWS today. Oh, yeah? Wait, what about a sponge? He goes, You should hit him up. He goes, That'd be a great idea because we're in there every week. So, oh, that's not a bad idea, actually. Then we can mix it up. Instead of a brand, instead of a brand, we go with a distributor. We go with a distributor. That makes such sense. Yeah, that's, doesn't it? Up okay. there for thinking. Well, anyway, doing. so <laughs> thanks for coming along, buddy. Do you want to give, um, give this, this man on my left a little brief on who you are? Yeah, why
2: not? You know, he can't hit me from where he is, so it's pretty safe <laughs> to can say a few button. words. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, first off, a pleasure to meet you.
1: Yeah, Greg. Uh, and- to- I have heard I have heard about you, mate. So I uh, am very interested to too good uh, of and- speaking to you today and hearing about the story because uh yeah, Brett talks of you very fondly through a very difficult moment and uh, uh I hope we can explore that as well. That's a beautiful Maybe. thing he did. Oh, Maybe.
2: Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll we'll see. See so how we go. Cool. Yeah. And and Brett, good to
1: see you again. Thanks, buddy.
2: buddy. Yeah, it just seems that uh, as our children get older we seem to spend Less time together these days we're going in different circles, but we do get together. So that's great. And it's nice to be here.
0: It is. Well, thanks so much yeah. for coming in. So, as I mentioned yesterday, um, one thing I know you're very opinionated about with my podcast is that, and my potty mouth is that I swear a lot too much and some of these things. So I'm going to have to apologize in advance because today could be a little bit uh, potty. So there's a warning at the start of it. But anyway, <laughs> mate, I went and met a bloke who's on my bucket list to meet. His name's Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. I found him uh, back in 2015 when I was at a pretty low point after a failure in a business. And um, this is the first video I ever saw, right? I'm going to play you the thing, all right? And then I want you to give me some feedback on what you think. It's called Monday Motivation. Okay, hang on. I hope this works.
3: So it's early Monday morning and I've been wanting to make a Monday morning video for a long time, and finally DRock, we're doing it. So, real quick, this is just a rant, very simple, and something that I want you to pass on or watch every Monday morning, because the level of complaining is unacceptable. Look, what if I told you this was the last Monday morning of your life? What if I told you you die this week? Would you complain about your crap job, or that test you don't want to take? I doubt it. You would go much higher level thinking. Well that's really what it takes. It takes understanding that if you're not pumped right now, if you're begrudging what you're about to do, if you're if you're not looking forward to it. Look I respect practicality. You gotta go through school because your parents want to. You gotta pay your rent. You got student loans, I get it. But please recognize the world we're living in. We're living in a world where there's so much more opportunity, this internet thing created way more opportunity for all of us, way more. I mean look, you might not even be alive. Like Your mom and dad could have had sex like three minutes later and you wouldn't even exist and you're complaining. You could have ended up being a bus, a tree. I just don't get the mentality of being head down sad on a Monday morning. I'm going to make Monday morning my bitch. I'm going to make you Saturday, Monday morning. That's what I want to do every morning and that's what I want from you. Please take a step back and think about how awesome it actually is. And then recognize that you can attack the world in a totally different way because you were lucky enough to be born during this era. Fuck you, Monday. Monday. <laughs>
0: Well, that was the first video I ever saw of this bloke, and I go, who's he? And then I dug deeper and dug deeper, and uh, then he became a very much a motivational part of uh, for my life. So, first question, fuck you Monday, what do you reckon? Gregory?
2: I like Mondays.
0: <laughs> so does he. I love Mondays too.
2: Now? Yeah, he's a certainly very uh, pumped up guy. he speeded speed it up or something, I'm not too sure, but he sounds great, he's enthusiastic, and... Uh, well, not a lot of people wake up on a Monday, feel lousy, and if you've got someone like that that's all geed up and ready to go at 100 miles an hour, great, it pumps some people up. Yeah, okay. uh, what do you think, bud? <laughs>
1: um, I, I don't have a problem with Monday either, so uh, I think it's an interesting space, and I think that that, that, motivational, that motivational talk, you know, um. I think that's really important, but I also think it it comes at a
0: a bit of a cost. Well, this is the bit I was going to try and get to, is at what cost? Because it was really interesting, this room yesterday, there was a thousand people in this room, right? And I got there late in the afternoon because I knew it wasn't coming on till late. But they'd been through eight, ten speakers maybe throughout the day, and every single one of those speakers was selling them something, whether it was a... Uh, a, a course in real estate or share profits or trading or options or Amazon or it's the same every time you go to one of these events, right? And they oh, this time only. And it's only four grand now instead of 400 grand, all this sort of shit. And they just get all these people to buy their stuff. Does their stuff work? Who knows? They're supposedly multimillionaires out of this. Well, if my opinion is if you're that rich, why are you on stage telling people to buy your shit outside of a, a room? Um, and they're all motivational. These guys are kind of, yeah, they're all pumped. They're ready to rock and roll. But then you look at it and he, as, as he said yesterday, as 98% of you are going to absolutely fuck all about this. Even when you walk out that door, you'll be hyped up for the next half an hour. How does that affect people? Is it good, bad? Well, I mean, it, it, it affects us differently. Doesn't yeah. It? yeah, doesn't it? So
1: it obviously had a good impact on you. Yeah, it does, yeah. This guy's your man. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's a little bit kind of brash. And I, I really like the motivational speaker that works with, uh, you know,
0: just be. Just be? Yeah, kind of slow down. Yeah. Slow down instead of high part. What do you reckon, yeah. Greg? Yeah.
2: Well, I, I'm not too sure. Chris and I have even had a chance to talk about uh, what we both do and all yep. that. But uh, talking about Monday mornings, I think it's great. And Chris mentioned he was up at 5 o'clock. Well, that's about the time I'm getting up these days. And and, and I love Monday all days I get up at, say, 5 o'clock. But the first thing I do is, you know, where I live, I look. I go mm-hmm. out the back door and, and I can maybe just see the sun about to rise, and I just deep breathe and give gratitude yeah. to that. How what a beautiful world a- it is!
1: Attitude of gratitude. Yeah. And it's the yeah. same thing, and, yeah. yeah. it's a different language, isn't it? Yes. And what he spoke about in that clip was, "I'm going to make Monday my bitch, yeah. and I'm going to attack it, and yeah. everything's an opportunity." Yeah. And that rah rah rah. So I'm listening to that. I've switched off two minutes later and thinking. I, I don't even really want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And, get and, on with your life. Yeah. Stop bothering me. I'm just trying to have a cup of tea right now. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. And, yeah. and this is what I love
0: about this stuff is because the three you guys think very much similar in that that whole that whole sort of thing. I'm up at 4:05 every morning. I go to the gym. I get myself pumped up for the day and I go. In the past, I used to do that and just keep going, but now I've learned I can sit back, I can relax, I can oh, take it in. And so it's a mixture of both. And it's fucking awesome. I'm loving life at the moment.
2: I, I like the guy the way he
0: gets pumped up. Yeah. He's trying to
2: motivate people and, and himself. But if you have a look at it, all this stuff started you look at Robbins and these other guys, mm-hmm. they're all pumped up and you know, beating a jar over. Uh, but they all start back to about from about the about nineteen fifteen, when the evangelical churches everything got like going in the States and that's how they got they clap every claps and wound people up. Even the first people of self improvement, you go back as far as um uh, the guy that wrote Think and Grow Rich.
0: Yeah, I know him,
2: mean. Well, I quite liked that book, but he was done in a calm way with some finesse. But we've changed it. It seems that it has to be in your face and thrown at you and screamed down your face and get you motivated and jump up and down and, you know, jump in a bucket of ice water first thing in the morning. And I'm thinking, wow. That's well,
1: a- Brett loves a little bit of that. I know. It's good. It's good. He loves it. It's Anthony. Anthony Robbins. <laughs> Anthony Robbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's over it, though.
0: Are you? Yeah. I thought this was why you were throwing us the clip. Yeah, no, the clip I showed you, right? And the yeah. reason I did this on purpose <laughs> is that was the first one I ever seen. So that was in 2015. 2015. Okay, three, I was yeah. a completely different. You knew me back then, yep. and, and yep. you obviously didn't crispy, you know all about it. Yep. And I was a completely different person back then. And that just got me go, Yeah, fuck you all. I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll. And now it's really interesting because the speech yesterday was all about empathy. Mm. Yeah. so when he was on stage yesterday So oh, he's grown through his hundred percent and okay. he says that during okay. his thing is that so his background story is that he he's worked all his life his old man owned a wine shop in New Jersey and then he was one of the first guys on the internet to actually then grow it he grew up from a three million dollar a year to a 60 million dollar a year business uh, in a matter of three years he, he was one of the first youtubers that was on there and he literally just tasted wine so he's actually a wine expert that's how he started. And then he's then grown and become this massive media mogul. He owns VaynerMedia, which is one of the biggest media companies in the world now. And so he's a CEO, but at the same time as everyone follows him because he produces 100 pieces of content a day. So his whole thing is you need to be out there, you need to be providing content, etc. But yesterday, the interesting part I found was you guys would have enjoyed yesterday's speech because, and I've got some of it there, which I'll show you later, but it was more about empathy and it was more about actually – don't list like why are you listening to other people and what other people think of you and all that sort of stuff and which is completely opposite than what you think about the rah 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 stuff um and it was i just found it really interesting because he even said over the last three years i've grown so much like he's 43 44 whatever he is and he's talking this whole rooms full of people aged from 16 through to 80. And it was just really interesting how he'd changed. And I'm sitting there going, fuck, I've been on that path as well. And I've changed my life completely. But the other thing is that he spoke about was that it's if you've got a business and it's failing because of the people that work for you, sack them. <laughs> it's entirely under your control. All this stuff's under your control. So pretty much your whole life is under your control. So if you need to sit back and – you believe it? hey. I do believe that now. I believe that I'm controlling my life. Yeah. It's up to me whether I sit back, relax and enjoy the ride or whether I fucking push the button. Okay. You not? Are you in control?
2: I like to think I'm in control the majority of the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's there's other things out there in the world that can sway or persuade you and change your decisions or your thought patterns and uh, yeah, I like to try and think that I'm in control of, of myself and my emotions most of the time. Yeah, but
1: the, the, uh, the gurus that I follow would suggest that this is all a preordained script and we're simply observing
4: everything yeah. that's already
1: occurred. But who wrote the script? Who am I? Back to the source. <laughs> Back to the
0: knife. The there's, knife can't cut itself. There's
1: the observer. There's the witness. I don't know. Put in, given the same amount of information and put into the same circumstance, most people are going to make the same decisions. And this guy, you followed his journey. He's gone from zero to 100. He was selling something to begin with, and now he's a multi billionaire. No, he never
0: sold anything from uh, this point of view. Selling content, and he, he was gives. selling himself.
1: And he doesn't actually sell it his long. content. He gives it away. Well,
0: you're a, you're watching. So it was interesting yesterday. He, he, he's you just told me he produces 100 a hundred pieces of content that he gives away for free. That's his whole thing, right? So, so what that he's doesn't done, feed that doesn't of feed course it it. does. Okay. he so done, it's not free. Is it? He's created a brand, and I had this conversation with Greg earlier. One of the things he said was, "I've created a brand, so I'm a marketer, not a salesman," uh, which is really interesting. Semantics. is it? Is it? Uh, the other thing I really find interesting is you're you're back in the guru days and you're a 1500s man, whatever day, the year dot. Greg knows from 1920s all the way through. Like you guys, because cause this stuff, not due to age, but obviously that's the things that you – and then there's this new guy. Are they all saying exactly the same thing but just in a different way? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that as well. Yeah, because yeah. it's all yeah. motivation. Like you mentioned oh, – I'm trying to think of his name, the guy that wrote Think and Grow Rich – um, but that then started about three hundred other books, like Robert Kiyosaki and all those guys. Yes, um, who are other people that I looked up to? They they all just following those same principles,
2: basically. Yeah, you go back as a guy called Charles Harnell, who uh, I think he wrote a book called the Master Key System as well, and he actually started way before that. You know, before the turn of the night twentieth century. Yeah, and when I started, you know, trying to improve myself, mm-hmm. and I enjoy reading, of course, and then you see all these other guys now. And if you you listen to them, there's nothing new to what these guys were saying over 100 years ago. They may try and put their point of view across a bit more, but it's all about being that guy being excited, whip the crowd up, get them thinking, get them happy, and they'll come back and they'll all come down and say, you know, you won't succeed in life unless you have a burning desire, uh, you know, and and you follow your goals.
1: Greg, are you still trying to improve yourself? Always. Are you? Yeah. What are you hoping to get from that?
2: I don't think I'm hunting for. it. I'm just continually learning and growing. Are you growing? Yes, I think I'm growing. Yeah, you I think that. <laughs> I think improving and growing. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to better myself. Uh, just, I just think life's – It's a. It's yeah. I'd say it's. It's not the human race. It's a human journey. And as you're going along, you're learning more. You're gaining knowledge. Oh, I like that. You're trying. Uh, knowledge is a wonderful thing, but it's a use of knowledge that makes you better. Whether you're it's in business or as a person or you know, trying to relate to others or just just growing, I think. So it's a continual learning cycle and, improve, and a matter of improving.
1: Yeah, improving. That's in self-improvement kind of yeah, model. yes. Are yeah. you uh, still
0: – are you looking for something? Always looking. Yeah. Seeking. Oh, seeking, yeah. No, oh, Searching, improving, growing. Oh, yeah, every day. Every day I find that at the moment. Obviously, with my health, my number one thing at the moment and I'm seeking to become a better me there. I'm seeking to become a better father. I'm seeking to become a better husband. Oh, hang on. Uh, I'll, just, Chris, I'll just grab that beer off him. <laughs> <laughs> That's last year, isn't it? Uh, hey, hey? We'll you can see it. he does know me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but you know, no, I, I reckon, oh, I like that. though. Life is a journey. I read a line. The human just, journey as opposed to human race. Yeah.
1: Just before I came today, I randomly read it. And it was on my Instagram post. Um, nothing, you, nothing you can do can add anything to what you already are. Nothing you can do. And what? So yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing you do will add anything to what you already are.
2: But will it bring things? You, know, you already are a person. <laughs> will it bring things out of you? Are we are, out of your subconscious or out of your body? I, or I, well, you know, it's we're all. Is, so what are you
0: saying? It's all in there. Uh, it's not.
1: It's not in. It's not out. Uh, what we are is the substratum of awareness that is uh, engaged in a very intricate play. And if you're trying to get somewhere or being a seeker, well, then you're pissing into the wind.
0: Wow. What do you think of that, bud?
2: We've all got a different uh, slant <laughs> on life and where we don't want to be. So, so that you're happy just you stay in that seat and don't move.
1: No, no, because eventually I'll have to go to the toilet, will I?
2: Yeah. Just Depends a, how many beers you I just polished off a beer.
1: Um, it's, it, that's usually what the, one of the first questions. Oh, it's an interesting space, and I think a lot of self-help and motivation and improvement eventually leads you to ask, what is it I really
0: want? Mm-hmm. So what's yoga do then? Yoga, that's, that's, what, that's no, what… But yoga using. doesn't keep you in that one spot. You're moving in yoga, right? Yoga is a moving meditation. Yeah, but the thing is, are you still in the same place? So you you, t- you now do your new yoga classes, mm-hmm. um, and the yoga. So meme. just for a bit of background, so Chris is a psychologist, mm-hmm. but he's just become a yoga teacher. So he's, he's okay. become a cool. a, uh, a yogi, and um, so you so we're up to class number two now mm-hmm. in in the yoga industry. So you're saying that you want to? You're happy to stay in that? I'm saying. And we'll quote the quote
1: and I'll keep coming back to that. Yeah, that's fine. Nothing you can do Mm -hmm. can add anything to what you already are. So that's the difference between being a seeker and being a finder. Those who are improving and moving towards a goal are often seeking something outside of themselves. When the truth is you've always been everything you need to be. It's actually about stripping away, deconstructing. So a lot of these blokes that you like to listen to about Growth and movement and forward and getting bigger. and Yeah. And uh well, the stuff that I listen to and work with is
0: about stripping away everything that's not what you are. So getting all the other stuff out of the road so you can become you.
1: Well, no, you already it's are not you. Isn't that the same thing? That comes back
0: to that core. There we go. So what did you say then? You already are you. Yeah. Wow.
2: So are you happy or complacent that you're, you're the you that you want to be right now? Are you it? You have no, you have no other uh, wants or needs or anything you prefer to do from here on in with you, with your rest of your life.
1: Right here, right now. Yep.
2: you're happy to be right here, right now. So living but in the now,
1: speaking to you. Yep, is exactly how it's meant to be.
2: Cool. Okay. And so
1: uh, mm-hmm. the koan that we work with is uh, before the donkey leaves, the horse has already arrived. Before you've even attempted to improve yourself, you spin me out more every week. It's great. <laughs> Keep going. You are the uh, the underlying awareness. And this is just a just a process, and it isn't to say that we shouldn't move or shouldn't grow or shouldn't improve. I I, I agree with that, but I don't think that's the intent. I think that's a uh,
0: that's a sideways kind of. So, do you outcome. think outcome?
1: That's what I'm looking
0: for. And I'm going to play you another thing now because I think that leads into that, right? And this is about my favorite book, obviously, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm. Do you think people should just stop giving a fuck? Let me play this to you before you answer it. it. Only goes for a minute 30.
4: No matter how successful you get, no matter how famous you get, no matter how much money you make, no matter how awesome your relationships are, things are going to suck sometimes. No matter what. And you're you're never going to avoid that. You know, I was raised that like certain emotions are inappropriate. You know, you, you don't get angry or you don't show it um, or you don't, you know, don't be sad. And so I think what the effect this kind of has on us is that we judge these negative emotions. So we decide that being sad is a bad thing or being angry is a bad thing or, you know, being feeling guilty is a bad thing. And then a funny thing happens, because then we start feeling sad about the fact that we feel sad, or we start feeling guilty that we feel guilty all the time. And then it just kind of like keeps spiraling, we're like, God, what's wrong with me? I'm like, I'm always anxious, and it just keeps going and going and going. And so I call this the feedback loop from hell, and the way you short circuit it is you stop giving a fuck, it is, is you, stop, you stop judging the emotion. Sadness needs to be okay, anger needs to be okay. Uh, Anxiety needs to be okay it's not necessarily the emotion that is good or bad it's what you do about it it's how you react to it it's the meaning you know you wallpaper around it you know the more you judge or try to like shut those emotions out like just the worse it becomes
0: so in effect what he's saying in my thing there is don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks don't give a fuck if you're sad or bad just accept it Hmm. is that what you're saying or are you saying that you don't even need to accept it because it's already happened?
1: Uh, well, I mean, that's the big mindfulness movement, isn't it? Just allowing your emotional space to be what it is and not judge it. But, I mean, it's interesting the language you use then because you said, you know, negative emotions. which
0: As uh, opposed to all emotions. Which is
1: suggesting a judgment. So, it's you know, it, okay. it's, it's an it's interesting level, phases and depth, and he's on an interesting journey. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I, I definitely don't sit here to be perfect. I'm, what we're talking about, though, is the intent. Yeah, of course. And about the philosophical structure in which we – what we use to operate in order to move forward. And if we're moving forward or improving, is that subtly taking us away from the moment we're in? And in my experience, it
0: probably does. What do you reckon, Greg? Moving forward or staying where you are?
2: Is that a state of mind, is it? Being
0: all that you are.
2: Yeah. Being all you are. But I just want to – Chris brought up something there, mindfulness – where are you at with mindful meditation? Do you think, it's a buzzword at the moment, you, you turn on a radio program late at night or during the day and you have a look at some magazine or a book and it, that comes up everywhere and on the internet, mindfulness, mindfulness. Do you think it's a good form of meditation or a good way of having a, of achieving a state of mind? I know you said everything's ever happened has happened and, you know,
1: well, it's just, it's, yeah, true mindfulness is a state of being, yes. not really a process or a meditation. Yeah. Yep. So, this is, you know, two and a half thousand years old, really. You trace it back and it's been bastardized and super fitted. But it, there's a beauty in allowing people to to learn to watch and experience themselves. But, you know, Ramana Maharshini would say if you're watching your thoughts or you're watching your emotions or you're watching your breathing, that's not it.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Because there's, there's still a duality there. There's a, there's a witness, an observer, and something that's being observed. So it's about deconstructing that, and recognizing the stillness that is always there. That is who you truly are. And it doesn't care whether or not you make a million bucks or
0: not. Do you care if you make a million bucks or not? Oh, who am I? That's the question. But, but and and it's interesting because you we can always go back to the who am I am I at this place right now that sort of stuff. But life is a reality, or oh, sorry, I'll rephrase that. Life is this thing sat here at the moment, and it, I find it interesting that that some of the statements that that are made in regards. Well, I'm gonna, to I'm trying
1: to challenge you today. Okay, come on, I can I can challenge me. me. Throw some punches because I've been, been sitting on this for a little while. Oh, here we go. Okay. So we talk about family, <laughs> yeah. And how you do everything for your family? I used to, right? Okay, and I kind of think that that's not your mode of operation in regards to work. Okay, because I think your your family love having you around. They do, and love spending time. Hundred <coughs> percent playing, playing cards. Yeah, not doing much at all. Spending a couple of days doing nothing. They don't need the new car. They don't need you to have a million bucks. Yeah, I agree. You do that for you.
0: I do that for. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and the thing is, I, 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 I would agree with that yeah, yeah. to a point. Because hmm. you've got to feed your kids. 100%. Okay. So this comes back, I remember when we first <laughs> had our conversation around that, is <laughs> that, yeah, you've got all these great, wonderful ideas. However, you, um, how are you going to feed your family, though? Feed your kids. What do you think, Gregory? I can see your perch there ready to pounce.
2: No, not ready. I mean, hey, I'd be happy to be in the hills somewhere doing a bit of subs- subsistence farming and... You know, just chilling out. I'd, I'd love that. But, you know, there's there's other people in your life. It's, it's nice to say, oh, you know, I'd like to think you. I'd reach a state one day where I'm just totally happy and that's it. You know, I, I've found contentment and peace of mind and
0: the state of, of being. Mm. Is that when but, you're in a box in the ground? Because uh, once again, I, you I see, do, see the you know being, what I mean? The, the
1: being that you are yes. doesn't require you to find it. Yeah. Cause, it, 'Cause it's in this room, it's doing your taxes, it's working, feeding kids, it's nodding right now. It, it the being is there. That's that whole idea that you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to seek it, because here it is. It's always present. And whether we have a million bucks or we don't, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day.
0: No, but to answer your question from before is that I've been in a position where we didn't need anything because we had access to everything. Hmm. And I've also been in a position where we're eating chicken and sweet potato.
1: Everything in between.
0: And there's nothing there. So you've been from both ends of the scales. You've hurt people on the way. You've got help from people on the way and all that sort of stuff. So I I, I don't want to go back there because that's shit. So that's the reason why I do that because I don't want to put my family through that. If you went
1: that. back there yeah. and you were the person you are today within your ability to be, mm. would it be such a bad thing? Eating Fuck yeah. Potatoes and chicken. Fuck yeah. yeah. You'd be devastated.
0: Not for me, but for my kids, yeah. Why? We just start again, wouldn't we? Probably. You'd bounce, I suppose. Yeah, good point. Yeah. We would just start a new
1: enterprise. Start something. Maybe even
0: take a take a regular job. Yeah, stop while. go man.
1: I dream about the Stop Go Guy. That's literally a <laughs> yeah, that is my ideal job. Is anyone out there who wants to put me on to do a documentary on do Stop it Go? do for free. I will do that. No, I won't do it for free. have got to feed the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
0: we will. Yeah, we, that's we're going to do that. We're going to take some cameras out and we're going to get you on the job for a day as a Stop Go man.
1: Apparently it's pretty hard. you got to do a course. Yeah, do It's ya? not easy getting to. It's a, well, that, is a that well-paid that job. True? It's probably all more money than I'm on right now. I mean, here over saves 100 grand for that. Do you get – really. <laughs> That's what I hear. Underground for Stop Go Man. It's a lot of responsibility.
0: And what about like the one where they're actually like miles apart and they can't see each other on uh, a radio? No. What do you it's going to be good. All right. So through your
1: journey and his journey mm-hmm. and Greg's journey, mm-hmm. I'd like to share that story that I heard about because I think that was one of the most beautiful mentoring that I've ever, ever heard. Which but one? Your story. I got lots of stories. Story when you're down and you you you're, you're making a million bucks because yeah. you have gone down and you're working away from home and you've rented a house. Yeah. Yep. And eventually end up giving Greg
0: a call. Yeah. And and, and the thing is Greg it's not only that once, right? I'm going to I'm make this a bigger picture if that's alright for oh, the well, podcast. Do that. Is There's a lot of times like Greg and I are really good mates, right? And we've we have a birthday the same day. Great-looking people happen to have birthday on the twenty-eighth of February. That's why. That's, what right, that's right. what I found
1: silver foxes. You both eh? got great yeah. hair. He's a lot more silver. Yeah. He's got a lot more.
0: has uh, got more. Um, <laughs> what's the word? experience? Let's go that way. Not quite the same year, eh? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but it's funny. Greg and I met probably fifteen years, ago, thirteen years ago, whatever. It was through a mutual friend at a barbecue started chatting, played golf on the Monday and pretty much become mates ever since. Yeah, And Greg and his family and my family all got on really well. Kids in the same school, just sort of one of those things that always happened, right? We played golf most weeks at the time. Greg goes off overseas and does stuff in America every now and then, and comes back and we might not see each other for eight, ten weeks, maybe a bit longer. But every time we, uh, we, we always get back together and we always chat. But I always know he's there for me. He always knows I'm here for him and it's one of those things, right? And cool, cool. yeah, I've had experiences in my life where I'm at a pretty down down and low, need a phone call, make the phone call, we go and have a beer, life gets better. Is that the story you want to hear?
1: Well, yeah, well, my understanding of the story is a little bit… Uh, but, that, you know, but that's pretty tried much tried what out. it is. Yeah, like, I've been at low points, very yeah, low yeah, points, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and Greg's helped me out. Well,
1: you reached out, and, and he hit you with what you needed, and that was a connection to being every space. Every Send me a text. I want you to send me a text every day for a month. Mm. I want you to just to connect in. I want you to recognize that this moment's going to pass. I'm going to ride this with you.
0: That's that's pretty much the way. Every, that he so he seems, shared but... his being with you. Yeah, every, every time. Every time I see him, I give him a hug. He didn't try and motivate you out of that shit space. huh yeah. just said, I'm here. Yeah. Which is beautiful. And he's a beautiful man. Not very attractive, but he's no. a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting you say that, right? And you ask that question. is because, fuck, I'd re- definitely rather a million bucks than seven bucks. Why wouldn't you? As they say on the block. You would rather what? A million bucks instead of having seven bucks. Oh, yeah? So to answer your original question is, yes, yeah, oh, so I do work for me. Hmm. But it's for me to be able to provide. What do you think, Greg? What do you? What do? Why do you do what you got to do? Like you go overseas for three periods of three months at a time, but is that for you or is that for your family? Both.
2: Yeah, I, I love sure. it. I, as you know, I was overseas for yep. twenty five years. Loved it. Uh, I think the world's a beautiful place. Hmm. I have a lot of friends living, you know, whether it's Europe or the States. Uh, I really enjoy the work that I do. Uh, so. Not seeing those people for a while, it's always great to get back and connect again. Uh, yeah, I just and I love travel. I just I like to move. Yeah, uh, on, at the same stage, uh, you know, you do it for your family as well. Uh, the work I do doesn't really exist here that much, so I, I I don't. I guess I have to go over there. I could do something else here, but I don't. I love my family, but I love the work that I do. I love being associated with the guys in the states one week, and then the guys in Germany or Spain the next. It's wonderful. So it's just. It's,
0: so you do it for self fulfillment as well as family fulfillment. You know, I've, I've never looked into that. It's just it just happens. I just yeah. I, I
2: do it, and that's how I that's how I got in the game. Uh, I roll on. Something's felt good, and I've done it, and
1: yeah, I just so there's a natural flow. Yes, and there's an organic kind of happening, and yeah. you're not necessarily in control of it.
2: No, nah. it's yeah. kind of happening. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it, yeah control. Yeah, I've never I've never been a control. For, I, I go with the, I like going with the flow. You know, it's it's yeah. nice. And sometimes they're being out into the you swim with the current, swim against it, fine. But it's just nice to be in motion. Yeah, flowing along. Yeah.
0: So hey, I've, as you know, written a book, right? Yes. And it's finished. It's ready to go. Holy it's ready crap. to be published. Congratulations! Right? Thank you very much. And it's called Embrace the Fail. Embrace the fail. And the reason I wanted to do that was I've had ups and downs. We've all had ups and downs. We've all had good things. We've all had failures. But what we need to learn to do is actually embrace those failures, right? And it's really interesting because what I did in that book was compare myself to those people that I listened to. Gary Vee's not in this book, but people like Robert Kiyosaki, Richard Branson, Henry Ford. There's a, there's a number of people in there. Michael Jordan. Uh, Elvis Presley, all these people that I in the book call my heroes, but they've all failed. So in your philosophy and the way your head works, is failure a thing? Is it real or is it just being?
1: Well, um, what I'm working on is the idea that there is no failure, there is no success. uh, In a a sense, they talk about uh, no fame, no fortune, neither fame nor fortune. See, the Buddhist monk, when you talk about attachment, isn't that you can't stay in the Hilton? It's about whether or not you give a fuck if you're at the Hilton or in a cave. And if you don't care either way, then you can stay at the Hilton. If you're attached to the cave because you need to be a cave to be holy, then you're attached. And if you need to be in the Hilton because you need to have a sense of, I need wealth, you're attached. So anything about a future direction or a future goal becomes an attachment. So it's not that you can't direct and subtly move towards where you want to go or what you want to achieve, but that's not who you are. Who you are is always that person that's flowing along in the journey.
0: But does one need to fail before they grow? And if not, how do you know you've grown? Some do, some don't. What do you think, Greg?
2: I love that saying that uh, it's not really a failure because a failure is, is a stepping stone to success. Nice. But, then again, some, but, but, but what Chris was saying, well, you don't need to fail, you don't need to succeed, you just... You exist that's way I look at the way you're saying it I, I love Buddhism, the, the bit I've read about it and the experience I've had, but when you talk about say a Buddhist monk and that they're, 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 they seem to they exist within themselves in a, in a total way
1: well, you know it's it's, there's layers, but if you get into the philosophy, yeah. uh, the, the true being is the self, so yeah. God' self and guru are one. So, so the Buddhist,
0: the Buddhist monks ever
2: fail?
1: But how many, of, <laughs> well, how many most of, monks aren't enlightened beings? They're just monks, yeah. working on themselves like us.
2: But all the monks I've seen, I've, I've never seen them with trying to battle with family relationships, all that yeah. stuff, raising eight, ten kids, or yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> they always seem to have
2: this lovely solitary life <laughs> where they can chill out. They've you know? made
1: choices, haven't yes, they? Yes, that's their and choice. There's bikies doing speed, having yeah. sex with plenty of prostitutes, don't have kids either. Yeah. They've made other choices. Yeah. And uh, who's to say which one's right and which one's wrong?
0: Well, we you had know? a guest on a couple of weeks ago, um, and one of her things was she's found a guru that she actually has met in India, and she goes to, uh, to India and she, she speaks to him. And, and I'm going to get this wrong, but there's a thing called a, a dharma. Is that right? The Dharma, which is a um, – The Dharma's the teaching? No, the, oh, it's not the Dharma then. What's the one where it's the prostitute that looks after the monks? Ahini. Dahini. Dahini. There's a Dahini, and her job oh, is to yeah. literally go in there and look after the monks, right? Oh, they
1: have a, a – yeah, kind of a special goddess space. That's not really their only role, but
0: yeah. – No, no, but that's what she does. But part that's part of the process. Part so, of the process. Like, so the monk man that's found himself, that's enlightened himself, has a service that comes in on a regular basis – no, no, no that's that's a, the way it it's works? a
1: slight distortion of what's really going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe that's why I uh, took it. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 know, yeah. it's yeah, that yeah. fertile Perception. line.
0: <laughs> so what is it then? Explain that yeah, to yeah. us um, again. He's got to breathe deep for this one.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, are you married, Greg?
2: In fact, our relationship, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I you, like a long No, <laughs> I just. I hang on.
2: Because I was waiting for Chris <laughs> to come out with something else before I answered the question. That's all.
1: <laughs> that's a great pause. <laughs> <laughs> it did make me curious. Sorry, you have a partner. Yes. He has a lovely partner, and you have a and you have a wife. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so these roles play for the monk uh, the same role that Dakini would play for a for a monk. Okay. So you worship your wife, you're intimate with your wife, you have this beautiful connection, this beautiful partnership and and together you grow and, you know, you move towards a a co-cultivation of of who you are and you grow in spirit and you grow in emotions and you grow in your capacity to love. So a dakini would play a similar role with, with monks. Is it one monk
0: so, per Dakini or does she look after a number so you, of monks?
1: you got to fuck this up with this kind I'm of question. I'm just asking the question. I, I'm, I'm not an expert on this, just for the <laughs> You know the this answer is, to that. No, and I, I don't think that, that that's, <laughs> not the, that's not the true spirit of what a Dakini is. Dakini is really a, a divine uh, representation of the femini, feminity, 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 femininity feminity in the physical form. And may or may not. It may be just an intimate relationship. It may be a connection. It may be someone who they pray to. It may be a sexual relationship. It may be a tantric relationship. Mm -hmm. But that's not the role they play. They are essentially representations of the divine feminine, the goddess Tara in form. So it works on so many levels that I do it incredible injustice by. Even oh no, about. and I
0: get that too. And and obviously my thinks differently <laughs> to yours because yeah. yeah. there's this chick yeah. she turns yeah. up, yeah. she services yeah. the monk, yeah. she moves on. Yeah. Which is I don't want to upset any Buddhists or anyone listening to this, but at the same time, that's um, it's interesting that you um, you say like the Dahini is like my wife because it's a, a similar sort of the goddess type thing. Yes. I, I think that's an interesting way to look at it. I, I understand more now. Okay, Cool, bro. I just thought she was a hooker that looked after these dudes. No, no, no. And I, I didn't want. I didn't. I didn't want to walk
1: away. It's, it's with people it's, thinking that's what it's that a
2: way. Was. It's a way your fertile mind interpre- <laughs> no, interpre- interprets <laughs> things. But. It's the interpretation.
0: I love it. So, do what does in the Buddhism culture or, or monks? Again, I'm, I'm not even. i would no, even well, even even, even from just you guys personally what do you think of failure because it's interesting because Gary Vaynerchuk he's talking about how I love to fail like he said yesterday I love to lose I love to do this because I learn from every time that I actually do it
3: most of you are not scared to fail for yourself you're scared to fail and then somebody else that you care about is judging you so literally you're just scared to fail Uh, I mean if you want to go deep with me I'll go deep it's who are you scared to fail in front of And my question is, how do I hustle and stop being a pussy and attack the world? (laughs) I want to be where you are. So um, I have a job that I absolutely love. And of course, I want to get into doing my own thing, doing my own blog, starting my own hustle. And I have this, and I know it stems from a fear of failure, (laughs) but I have this really hard time. I get like crippled when it comes to like executing. The people that are scared to fail stay within a comfort zone and can only hit a certain level. Like, I need you to look me in my face and tell me what I should do. Do you want it? I think what's holding you back is what you think other people are gonna say about it. What's All blocking the, you? Some I don't know. Right. Other people's POV? Yes. That's it's, the one man. But how, the, how do I just I can I know I can be where it, is uh, it like parents? Is it I don't know what it is. Who who are the other people? Yeah, it's family. Yeah man, it's gotta have that real talk. Because you've already given it to me that it's the fear of failure. Now the question becomes to whom? I'd go talk to that person up front. Look him are in the, the fucking would. face and be like, yeah, this is what it's I'm it's doing. And like fuck you for judging me. My friends, I'm telling you something right now. I'm desperately excited to fail in front of you. Dude, you know what the craziest part is? Long term, I'm gonna win and I just need to make sure if I fail on this step that your response to me doesn't crush me to never let me have a second at that. Deep down, you've seen the movies. That parent normally respect you more for doing it. The best practical advice I've ever given in this scenario, and it works over and over. You sit down, you look them in the face and say, I'm about to do this, and the only reason I haven't done it for the last year is I don't want to let you down. Because entrepreneurship is a crapshoot, and I'm not sure if I'm going to win. But A, I don't really give a fuck what you think. And B, I'm going to learn from it. And C, battle scars are attractive.
0: Bullshit. Bullshit. I tend to agree with it. I've learned from every time I've failed.
1: I, I, you 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 learn from getting a punch in the face, but you don't aim to get punched in the face. No, I get that. Okay, so you don't you don't love them getting punched in the face. You go, wow, well, that's an interesting thing. I will learn from that. I will grow from that. I will appreciate that. But you're not loving failure. You don't tell your kids yet, yeah, love to get the worst mark in your maths test. You say, do the best you can. Do the best you can, and, and what you learn, you'll learn. And if you're doing the best you can, you can't fail. So I, mean, so I, I think, just think, think it's, it's more, an interesting
0: sense of I think it's language. More, is failure and negative? Let's, let's change the context of that then, saying the failure is not actually a negative, failure is an education piece.
1: Again, we're just breaking it down in semantics. Is failure failure? We've, we've explored that kind of idea. before. It's, not, it's just a stepping stone. Yeah. Is it moving towards success or possible more failures? I mean, the idea is to put it down. One of the best meditation processes I've heard is when you go to this monastery in Tibet, this, blood, this The monk will ask you to get sand out of one with a bucket with one hand, pick it up, pour it on the ground, sweep it all back up, put it on the bucket. Just do that. Hmm. Do that until you do not give a fuck about doing that. So for three years, you're just putting <laughs> sand in a bucket. And if you're trying to get somewhere, or you're trying to achieve something, or you're trying to count sand, or you're trying to become spiritually enlightened, you're pissing in the wind. Just stop. Just give up. This is all there is.
0: Wow. It's like having a three-year-old kid, really. Just picking his hand up or wiping asses. and
1: They find the magic in everything. Yeah, and that's
2: that, that saying. My only thing, I, I think you need to uh, personally, <laughs> I think you need to find another uh, phrase. No, no, your book, the name. Don't like it? No. Embrace failure? Yeah, I think it's negative what? and crap, personally. That's okay. okay. Not, but, no, That's having a go. It's not at you. But no, I think you need to find something that's a little more why would you buy something did oh, embrace failure? I mean, how do you Oh, I'm going to embrace failure. No, and well, actually what?
0: then underneath it says bounce forward. So it says embrace the fail, hashtag yeah. embrace the fail, yeah. bounce forward. And it tells you about how you've done really shit things and you bounce forward and got good out of learning those lessons. All right. Skyrocket. <laughs> Skyrocket <laughs> failure. I know. I, 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 I get what you're I don't just, appreciate
2: it. I, I don't know. You think about it. It's not just the way you, you think. Is, is it you know, people say no worries. All the time. No mm. worries. Why don't you just say all's good? Well, Okuna Matata. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: or Iggef. What's Iggef?
1: I don't give a fuck.
0: Like that. <laughs> That's good. That's <yeah. laughs> good. Yeah. I do like Okuna Matata from Lion
1: King There. Yeah, good Matata's yeah. good. I don't mind. I see what you're doing with a kind of, you know. You're, you're juxting your position against the, the the go go achieve achieve yeah. embrace the fail, but you're right. That, that will achieve a certain kind of reader, won't it?
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I know you mean. But I actually, I, I like the feedback. Uh, would you pick up a book that's about failure? It depends on whether they succeeded uh, after it. Are you bouncing
1: back right now from, yeah. from
0: your <laughs> from your title? Fuck yeah. I'm thinking about it. Anything to change it? (laughs) No, it's too much work. It's going to be released. Maybe book two could be. Ignore the last title. Actually, I'll tell you what. I actually thought of a new book, right? And one of the things I got, and one of the things that Gary Vaynerchuk has always said, he wants to be the most uh, loved person on the planet. One of the things he's talked about, he wants to be the most famous person ever. He wants to make billions of dollars, so he can buy the New York Jets, right? But he's always about the whole empathy and things, and he wants people at his funeral to say he was a nice person. So that got me thinking, right? Well, I was thinking about doing a podcast or a book. Yeah. Who would be at your funeral or who would you want at your funeral and what would you want them to say about you? I'll be completely honest. 100%.
1: I don't give a fuck He's a missionary Because you know Because you <laughs> <laughs> Number two <laughs> Do you know what And I, I think anyone That's planning <laughs> What people will think About them after they die Is a fucking wanker So I go back To the very beginning Where I thought he was <laughs> a wanker I still <laughs> think he's a wanker <laughs> I actually had The exact same response
0: I'm sitting there going I don't care All I said is I hope everyone wants To mourn for me And they well, just to upset Everyone else that's there Because they don't want anyone Oh no Have a party about me I don't give a fuck What you do I won't be there Anyway, but that all brings down to the eternal life. Is that real? Like I always said to my kids, I want to be frozen in a big cube of ice in the corner with the hands over my nuts and just sit in the corner of your lounge room. And they're all going, you're not saying, you're not coming to my house. It's because then later in life, when technology gets better, they can bring me back.
1: I hope when I die that um, I've learned to love more purely than I do right now. So I suppose that's a goal, that's a, isn't
0: it? you not allowed to have them. Well, I don't know. Okay.
1: I, I never said I was an enlightened being, man. I was just laying out of framework. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: <laughs> what are you reckon, Greg?
2: I love what Chris said. Some years ago, I was visiting uh, distant relatives in Canada and one of the one of the, my second or third cousins was a preacher. And we're driving around and it's snowing like mad. We are just talking about life and he was talking about his daughter who had um, – recently been divorced and about love and that. And I said to him, I said, well, you know, you're a preacher and I, I like it because, you know, you're out here in the middle of nowhere, you, you're you, a preacher or a reverend and you, you've raised your family and, you know, it must be hard that your daughter's separated from a husband and that. And I said, but how do you define love? What is love? He says, and he said to me, he said two things. And he said, Greg, I think love's unconditional. That's all I can say. It has to be unconditional. And then he put, he turned this Chris Christopherson music on, and that finished. And he turned to me, he said, "Greg, thought it was going to be something really deep." He said, "Greg, what's the difference between a woman woman chewing gum and a cow chewing its cud?" I said, "I don't know." He said, "Look at contempt on the cow's face." You know what he meant by that. No. Hmm. I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: <laughs> and he kept driving.
2: <laughs> and I'm thinking, I, I, I've been afraid to say that. Is he? He's not having a go. He wasn't the sort of person to have a go at women or anything or the cow. And I'm trying to think, yeah, well, there you go.
0: <laughs> is that one of those really awkward moments? It's like
2: No, it wasn't awkward. Oh, he was such it? a lovely wow. bloke. The same guy, right? The same guy the, the next morning because he, he was – I forget what, what – denomination was we're out in this country town near near Golden Fern in basically halfway from Vancouver to Calgary. And uh it was there was a Sunday service. And we get down and it's, just, it's in, in the local hall. It's a tiny village, you know. And there's all these kids and everything's running around and, and he just comes in to get ready for this service. We've got his jeans on and a you know checkered shirt and, and it's a lot of noise and he says good A to people and, how are you going. All the kids, and I think this is, this is interesting because the kids were riotous, you know. And he walked over and he picked up his guitar and he just strummed it and started playing. And he, and he just sang a song and said, What would you like to hear to Billy Joe or something? What do you want to hear, mate? Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. there, And within about one minute, all the kids just came up and sat down. And he said, How about we just sing a couple of other things? Nothing about God or he just, he's the Pied Piper. He just entertained them. And then he, he, he said, what would your kids like to do now? And they said, oh, they said, oh no, I'm happy. He said, well, that's good. He said, because what i want to talk to your parents about is probably going to bore you a bit. So if you want to just sit up the back of the room or we'll just chill out, if you get bored, give me a call and we'll, we'll sing and play another song. And uh, he, he was one of the the coolest guys I ever met. And afterwards we, we finished. What sort of church was it? I think he – I don't know if –
0: Buying churches, or? no, 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 oh, no, okay. no, like no, a combined. Uniting type I th- yes, yes, oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I think it was a big, but he was such a cool guy and an easy guy. And then another thing he did come out with, and I think it was Cahill Gibran said it. He said, Oh, uh, he talked about it again. We're talking about love and that. And He said, Oh, yeah, he said, Yeah, love's like a blanket, it's meant for warming, not smothering. Well, I thought oh, that, that was that a beauty, you know. When I mean, you could you brought up the subject about love and. Love unconditionally, or whatever it is, and I just thought, yeah, just reminded me of this this great guy in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of winter, and how cool. But there was no preaching; was, he just talked. He just it was just lovely. Just was,
1: yeah. so yeah. that's where I think the beauty occurs. Yes, and I think that people make a million dollars when they're purely just doing what their passion is, and it follows. And this guy that I have called a wanker, I take that back. Yeah, he followed his dreams. Um, but it's about you know. How and what we frame, what it is we do, and, and that type of um, self help just doesn't necessarily appeal to me.
0: But that's the thing; it doesn't appeal to you. It appealed to the thousand people that were in there yesterday, which I find really interesting. But I, I also find interesting how the three of us all think so differently, right? You mentioned what was your, so. What was your post again this morning on Instagram? So I was
1: on. Uh, you know, um, nothing you could do. And it's from uh, toll Power. Yeah. Now, nothing
0: you can do can add will add anything to what you're. Whereas mine, the universe is made of protons, neutrons, electrons, and morons. (laughs) We think so much alike, buddy. Embrace failure. Embrace the fail. Embrace the fail. Gregory, thanks so much for coming and joining us, mate. This has been an experience. Like this is the third beer. The whole idea is that we talk about shit that other people don't talk about. We talk about depression. We talk about all that sort of stuff. And today we talked about lots of different things. Yeah, and, and different, one thing different I haven't views. talked about that I need to really quote on here is the fact I went away on a boys' weekend last weekend. Boys' weekend. Twelve mates were from uh, from I went to school with. We're all still. Okay. We're all, we get together once a year. We play a game of golf. We uh, have some beers. We play cards and you shoot. I won won the tournament. So the problem with that is that I uh, have to organise next year's trip. But one thing I did do, which I was really impressed with myself, is we went out both nights. We sat around. We had beers. I sat there and I enjoyed my third beer. Boys got smashed. They're drinking vodka, Red Bull. They're doing all this stuff. And I just sat there and enjoyed my third beer. So the idea, one of the things that that, uh, Chris has taught me is and the reason this is called the third beer is first one you bang down quick and the second one a bit slower because you're yeah, starting to get the taste and more good. And the third one you can just chill for the whole weekend and, or the whole night and sit there and just sip the third beer. You might have the third beer a few times, but you're not going to get in a <laughs> position where you're pissed or anything like that. And um, I did that for the entire weekend and I was fucking really proud of myself.
1: Congratulations, buddy. You're nice. looking amazing. You're doing good. Yeah. I'm loving
0: life. life. Life is a good thing not to love. So, let's uh let's go what we do here Gregory is yes. we uh we go on back to the beer and uh Chris always leads us off, then followed by yourself and myself. And then what we do is where you would drink this and what you rated out of 10, okay? So, just to go back, the little man, his name was Heine and uh he think he could, he think he could. And he came out with Heine can and then this is the little brother, the mid-strength Heineken 3, premium quality, lower calories, lower carbs, great taste. As on average 38% less calories, 44% less carbs. Sensational if you're in the middle of an eight-week challenge. Probably shouldn't be drinking it anyway, but hey, who gives a shit? What are you, where are you, mate? What's your, 19, what's your picture in your in head? In 1984,
1: my grandmother, who uh, liked a bet, bought one of those, uh, you know, those homes that you could buy on the water, you know, those raffle tickets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she won. She won. She won. This is why I won the Gold Coast. So she won one in oh, the boys town home things. And uh, Uncle Ken, my father's uh, brother, he was a. I called him the Yobo Guru. So uh, when he drank beer, he just. Yeah. There was only golden bubbles down the back of the throat. KB Lager, I reckon. He did do There you he, go. He called in a steel it, can. He called it Kinsby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And so, Heine Ken. Heine uh, Ken. That's where there it came to me. Anyway, what he said to me once is kind of what I feel like we've talked about today. And he said, Chris, mate, I don't want to own the world. I just want to live in it.
0: That's beautiful. Oh Uncle Ken. <laughs> Uncle Ken. Uncle Ken.
1: He's he's passed now. Bless 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 his soul. He was a top like good And what
0: life. are we giving the Heineken three out of ten, I, bud? I love it. It's clean, it's
1: crisp, it's uh it's it's, it's an lager, like we know. Uh, I'll give it a, an eight an
0: eight. An eight? Eight out of ten. So where are you, Gregory? What's what's the name remind you of?
2: It reminds me of the national rock of the Isle of St Martin in the Caribbean. That St. Martin's half Dutch and half French.
0: Yeah. I spent
2: a couple of years there at one stage on it, or a couple of times there, two years over over a period of years. And they call it the Green Rock is the natural, is a national rock because there's just Heineken, busted Heineken bottles screwed, screwed all <laughs> around the island. But to tell you the truth, I would love to take this with you two guys to St Martin this afternoon and yes. sit and find a pub that actually sells it because I don't think the Dutch would drink. I don't know. Do they drink mid-strength beers? I don't know. That would be very interesting. Or is, it, or is it a Heineken beer that's brewed here for Aussies? Oh, ah, Something we I need to
1: look I'm, in I'm into. I'm going to Google that. I'm, I'm going to look into that too. But the Isle of St. Martin.
0: Isle of St. Martin. Let's go this afternoon. Mid-strength. i love to be We're going on, the the we're going there, on Greg's helicopter to the Isle oh. of St. Martin. <laughs> What's that? Be, beam me up, Scotty. It'd be <laughs> exactly. nice. Exactly. Just... What are you giving it out of 10, buddy? <laughs> yeah,
2: I'll give it 8. I think it's a really nice mid-strength beer. I like it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I've just got off the golf course. Been absolutely smashed by Greg. And Chris has come along to meet us after the game of golf because he couldn't make it because he was busy doing nothing, doing nothing. Yep. So let's grab a beer. We grabbed a pint that tastes nice and a really cold pint glass. Mm. First one, bang that down. That was beautiful. And I reckon this is one of those beers you could just literally just sip on all day. That's really clean and crisp. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there. It's my second favorite beer we've had on this show. Holy
1: Dilly, what are you, what are you scoring
0: Good. I'm going nine.
1: You Jesus, nice you for the
0: Heineken have... 3. You must really love that. That is a really nice beer. Very happy with that. Lovely yeah. to meet you, Greg. You're a lovely bloke. Thanks for spending some time. Great to be here. Pleasure to meet you as well. Thanks, Thanks brother. And thank you, mate, Brett. Much appreciated. Thanks for coming here. Thanks for being who you are. You're a good man. Thanks for pulling Brett out of that foxhole. That was, that was, that was he's he's a, a great one. No
2: worries. Pete. We're always around for one another.
0: Indeed. Chris, as usual, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks. Namaste, brother. See you. Ciao,
2: Ciao, to... Gent.